Because greatness that's on one can be shared and put on another. Amen. We see that throughout the scripture. We see Elijah and Elisha, you know, just tagging around, hanging around with the right people. I mean, the anointing, the spirit of God that's on them will get on you. It's called a rubbing off. Amen. Praise God. You can rub off on one another. Now you need to watch out who you're rubbing off on because you may be getting the wrong stuff. But I can tell right here in this place you're getting the right stuff. Amen. Praise God. I appreciate Pastor Cricket and Jennifer and I appreciate the Abel's family. Nearly 40 years of friendship together, working together, plowing, preaching, prophesying, declaring the good news of the gospel. Amen. Praise God. I actually came right out of Hampton, Arkansas myself at one time. They call it Hogskin County. Amen. Anybody from Hampton here? Nobody? One, a couple? Okay. You know what it is, Hogskin County. Okay. Well, praise God. What a joy it is to be in El Dorado, Victory Church. Amen. And it's good to have my wife here with me. Kim, why don't you stand? Good to have her with me here today. She does not get to travel very much with me. I'm all over the place, and she kind of stays by the stuff that she has there in her life with her parents being um, older. She has a full-time job taking care of her parents, but I appreciate her. We've been in the ministry, you know, nearly 40 years preaching the gospel, and uh, she's a powerful woman of God. She preaches to me once in a while. And so... um, and so, you know, women can preach. They say women to be silent. I've never seen that. You know what I'm saying? And it's good to have Mama Gwen here with us. Gwen Haven, praise God. Gwen, why don't you stand? And um, guess what? In a, about a week and a half, a week, Gwen will be 96 years of age. Mama Gwen. Still lives by herself. Brother Bill Horn's sister. That's Brother Bill Horn's sister. Um, Still lives by herself. Still drives. Amen. Praise God. We went out last night to eat. And she ate a filet mignon. Amen. And I tell you what, you can you can hang around people that's been on this earth for 96 years and you can get wisdom from them. Amen. Everybody wants to hang around their friends, but you need to hang around somebody that's been here and been through it all. Mm-hmm. You don't know that song, do you? Through it all. Y'all don't know that song, do you? I mean, she's been through it all. She's been through the depression, came out on the other side. Amen. Praise God. So we appreciate her. She's a co-laborer with us in preaching the good news of the gospel. Amen. Let me tell you a little joke real quick. Is it okay to have a joke today? Um, I heard about a, a preacher. He was preaching over in Mississippi. And a man came up to him and said, After service, I want to take you to my house, and we're going to have Himalayan rabbit. And the, he said, okay. And the preacher thought, man, I don't even like rabbit, but I'm going to go anyway because the man asked me. So he got over to the house and he was eating his rabbit. And he said, now, tell me something about this Himalayan rabbit. How did you get it from the Himalayans over here? He said, no, no, no. I found Himalayan on the side of the road yesterday. <laughs> I found him Himalayan on the side of the road yesterday. 
And you know he was already cooked if he was cooked, you know, over in Mississippi, probably in August. All right. Was that all right? Praise God. I, you know, we brought some products. We call it ammunition. We're not here selling. We're here serving. But we brought some products that we believe it will be a blessing unto you. And this is called Success Secrets. Knowledge that unlocks the wealth system. There's a wealth system in the world. And there is a system in the world. There's no secret to success. There's only a system to success. If there was a secret, somebody would already know the secret. But there's a system to success. And um, on this CD right here begins to expose you to the system of success. Praise God. So I want to give this away today. And so, brother, why don't you come up here and help me? You can have it. Okay. No, you can have it. You go ahead and have it. No, you go ahead and have it. Stay right there, though. Praise God. Give that to your wife. Praise God. Now, here is something, a book called Think One Can, that I'm going to be speaking a little bit about this book today, out of this book, because your, your life is headed in the direction of your most dominant thought. However, your thinking determines your outcome. And so this is called take control of your life by taking control of your attitude. And your next raise is connected to your attitude. People get fired on the job because of their attitude. Wives sleep on the couch. Husbands sleep on the couch because of somebody's attitude. We're not going to go there. But anyway, you, you give that away to somebody. Here's one of my newest books right here. Be great, be powerful, be a dreamer. Discover how God can change your life through the power of a dream. On the back cover it says, Jesse Duplantis said, I have known Brian Boyd. That's me. He said, I've known him for over 30 years. I believe in him and I believe he can help you discover your destiny. Praise God. This book right here is a very powerful book that can help ignite your dream. Amen. Who has a dream here? Oh, praise God. Give that to somebody. Then we have a book right here about organizing your finances. Anybody need to know how to get their finances organized? Raise your hand. Praise God. Anybody? Okay, praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Stay awake. You got insurance, brother? Praise God. Here's you a free piece of paper back there. We call it a newsletter called Dream Big University. We don't have a football team. But we do have courage. If you'd like to be a part of Dream Big University, leave your name. Go ahead here, brother. Get this. It gives you some information about the power of a dream. Here's another book right here called Living Beyond Yesterday. Discover the power to the road to recovery over, over bitterness and unforgiveness. Many times bitterness and unforgiveness comes and takes a person out. But this book right here gets you on the right road. Freedom from bitterness and unforgiveness. It's one of my favorite books, praise God. This is my first book that I've ever written. What's that? It's got my testimony on it. Same testimony right here. Pastor Cricket and I, both of us had ADD before ADD was cool. And in a special learning class. It put me in a special learning class, you know, in about the sixth grade, fifth grade. But praise God. They said, you know, this boy is never going to do much. But they didn't know about God. Amen. They said, this boy... It's never going to amount to much, but they didn't know about the God factor. Mm -hmm. How many still with me? 
They said, this boy's always going to be a laborer, but they didn't know about God. Hmm. How many know what I'm talking about? Praise God. This book right here will help you. Praise God. Who's ready for this book? Who's going to, now I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to get it to you. Man in the, oh, she's going to come get it. Praise God. Go ahead. Thank you. Hallelujah. Now this book right here is called Discover the Secret. The blessing of the Lord maketh rich and adds no sorrow with it. Many people have a, they believe they got a curse on them. This is about the power of the blessing that removes the curse that you've been blessed with a lifetime blessing. And once you discover that blessing, once you acknowledge that blessing, that blessing is ignited on the inside of you and the devil and the world and your mother-in-law can't put it out. You want this book, sister? Praise God. Come on down. Praise God. Hallelujah. Last but not least, something I'm very, very, very excited about. I was a presenter of a billionaire that came from Australia he only comes one time to your church, to your area. His name is Peter Daniels from Australia. He came, we presented him, he spoke to our community. He is a billionaire. This CD right here is called The Mind of a Billionaire. I just looked him up on Google and he's worth $3 billion today. That's all right. My name's not on the list yet. I poked in my name and it didn't come up. Three billion dollars. He begins to shape your mind to think not like South Arkansas, but to think like a billionaire. Once your mind grasps it, your bank account can grasp it. Amen? Because whatever's in your mind can show up in time. If you can hold it in your mind long enough, you can hold it in your hand. He talks about business, how to start a business, be an entrepreneur, praise God, how to live successfully financially. Who'd like to get this right here? Okay, Ellen, praise God. Okay, now we got a few more of these. Um, brother, can you help me there? Praise God. We got a few more of these on the back table. What a joy it is to be in El Dorado. Can you stand to your feet one more time? Praise God. Say this after me. Say, my life is headed from this day forward in the right direction. Good things are supposed to take place in my life. Good things are being ignited in my life today. Right now, my heart is open. I am receptive. I will receive a divine word, a life-changing word. I will water that word with my words. I believe that my best days for living on this planet begin today in Jesus' name. Amen. Now turn to your neighbor and give him a high five. Praise God and you may be seated. Praise God. What a joy it is. Amen. Praise God. Man, my glasses are filthy. 
I can't even see you out there. How many brought their Bibles with them today? Go with me in your Bible, if you would, to Genesis 37. I want to speak to you today on an assignment that I have for being on this planet. And I want you to know there's an assignment for you being on this planet. There's two important days in your life. You may want to write this down. Number one, the day you're born. Number two, the day you discover why. The day you're born. Back in the olden days, the doctor slapped you on the booty. I don't think they do that anymore. That's the day you're born. You remember that day? You don't remember that day, but you celebrate that day. I just celebrated my day being on this planet. It's hard to believe, Pastor, that I've been on this planet now going on 59 years. I'm holding on to that 59th year. I want this to be a slow year. Because I don't want to move into that next phase, the big one. But just think, 59 years I've been on this planet. There is a purpose in you being on this planet. There's a reason for you being here. You're not just taking up space on this planet. There is a gift on the inside of you. In fact, your purpose on, to be on this planet is to come here to release your gift. The Bible says that a man's gift will make room for him and his gift will allow him to stand before mighty people. It is your gift, thank you, that causes you to stand before mighty people. There's a gift on the inside of you. That gift needs to be fostered. That gift needs to be released. That gift needs to be acknowledged. When I begin to teach this morning, I want you to know the gift on the inside of you will come alive. It will begin to speak to you. Your gift is already speaking to you. The moment you begin to have conscience in this earth, your gift begins to speak to you. When you're a child, a teenager, a young child, your gift begins to speak to you. But something comes along somewhere. To sabotage the gift on the inside of you. I call that gift your dream. I believe every person is appointed to do something outside of the box. What I mean outside the box, I'm talking about doing something that's not ordinary. It's easy to be ordinary. God didn't call us to be ordinary. Part of the problem is normality sinks in, sinks in on all of us and causes all of us to live at a lower level than we're called to live. We begin to live like the demographics of our community. That's a big word, demographics of our community. But you can Google Eldorado, and I like Eldorado. I like this community. This is my roots. But you can Google the demographics of this community and it's going to give you the breakdown of the people that live in this community. It's going to give you the breakdown of the education of the people in this community.
But then it's going to give you the breakdown of the economics and the ceiling of the majority of the people that live here. The ceiling, your ceiling has already been established. What you're going to do, where you're going to go, what you're going to make in life, they've already recognized what's going to happen because they know the environment that you're raised in is connected to what you have in life. Your environment. You've heard that statement before. That child is a product of his environment. So the demographics have already been set by man. What's going to happen? Now, they call it, you know, genetic engineering. Genetic determinism. That your genetics also determine what's going to happen. Your environment determines what's going to happen. Your choices determine what's going to happen. But the professionals do not take into an account that somebody is going to come to El Dorado and begin to pastor a church. They don't take into consideration a thinker, a believer, somebody such as Pastor Cricket and Jennifer are going to come here and begin to speak to you about the greatness that's on the inside of you. They didn't take that into, you know, consideration. They thought that you were just going to go to school, get married, get a mortgage, get depressed, grow old, go to the nursing home, and live your life out. They did not take into consideration that a genius seed would be planted on the inside of you. They didn't take into consideration that against all odds, no matter what has happened to you and where you have come out of, they did not take into consideration that that seed would be watered and that seed would come forth and it would cause you to overcome great odds. They didn't take into consideration that. You, you, under, you following me? They didn't take into consideration that you would sit under the Word and the power of the Word and the anointing of the Word would get on the inside of you and begin to change the way that you think. Everybody say, the way you think. See, the way that you think is the way that you're going to go. In fact, Joyce Meyer said it this way, the, the, the way the man goes is the way the mind goes, or the man goes the way the mind goes, or however it was. I had it one time, I said it right one day. But anyway, she said it this way, the, the, the way the mind goes is the way the man goes. And so however your mind is going is the way you're going. Now, you may not have an education, you don't have to have an education to be successful. Because the gift on the inside of you that's speaking to you is crying out for freedom. What we all have in common is that we want to be free. We want to be free from all oppression. And that voice on the inside of you 
is going to speak to you and guide you. And it's going to lead you. And I have found out that that voice is what we call the voice of the Spirit. There is a greater one, according to 1 John 4, 4, there's a greater one living on the inside of you. The world did not take into consideration that you would come in contact to somebody smarter than your family members. The world did not take into consideration that the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you would become your therapist. And you need therapy. How many people realize you need some therapy? The world did not take into consideration that you would come in contact with the, the master dreamer, which is the Holy Spirit. And He would keep alive on the inside of you the dreams that the world and discouragement and your mistakes have tried to put out. Most people, once they make a mistake, a major mistake in life, that is the barrier for the rest of their life. It becomes the major hurdle that they cannot get over without supernatural power. And that's where we come to this scripture right here. Notice in Genesis 37. Have you found Genesis 37 yet? Genesis 37. Let's look at a few scriptures here. We find this young boy, 17 years of age, named Joseph. I like this guy. This guy is what you call a big thinker. Kind of reminds me of your pastor, a big thinker. Amen. You, you think with your mind. Do you understand that? You begin to think with your mind. And everybody has a mind, free and clear. And your mind, which we're going to put on the inside of you, has the ability to bring you out of the deepest, darkest pit. Somebody say, I'm coming out. Praise God. Everybody say, I'm coming out. Praise God. I mean, we're coming out. So this man, this young boy, he was 17 years of age. Verse 2 tells us he was 17. Verse 3 tells us that his father, you know, had favor upon him because he was a son of his father's old age. And so he gave him a coat of many colors. He began to wear this coat. Now this coat that he gave him represented his future. You may not know it. God has already clothed you in righteousness. And righteousness is a gift according to Romans 5.17. It's not something you earn. It's not something you lose. It is something that has power over the number one enemy that works in the mind of a person, which is guilt and condemnation. Shame for what they have done. Shame for yesterday's sin. But the power of righteousness, which says you've been justified, right standing with the Father, a gift of empowerment. And as the guy said down, you know, down south one day, what does justification mean? Can you define it? He said, I can't define it, but I do know a little bit about it. Mm -hmm. He said, justification is just. Woo, glory. If I'd never sinned. And I don't know what all that means. That just, mm, if I've never sinned, but I tell you, justification apparently makes you happy. There's nothing worse than having a Christian bumper sticker on your car and flipping people the bird at the same time. My granddaughter's eight years of age and she said, Pappy, 
She said, you can't put your middle finger up. I said, what are you talking about? She said, you can't go around waving your middle finger at people. And I went, like I didn't know what she's talking about. And I looked at my daughter and I said, where'd she hear that? She said, from some relative. (laughs) But you cannot be a Christian, you know, and be sad at the same time. It's not supposed to be that way. There's something about this Christianity and justification that you know that you are justified, which means having peace with God. Praise God. And it also means everything is going to be all right. How many people believe everything is going to be all right? Turn to your neighbor and say, everything is going to be all right. It's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. I said, everything is going to be all right. Hallelujah. Well, you see right here in the scripture now. Come on now. We gotta, we gotta keep going. I know you, I know you're about to break out in a dance. Glory. Hallelujah. Praise God. But we gotta, we gotta, we gotta contain ourselves for a little bit. He gave him a coat. Everybody say a coat. Everybody say, I got this coat. Amen. See, the problem that you got The problems that you got are not against you. They come to take your coat. They come to take what belongs to you. What's already given to you. Christianity has converted to an earning process which it should never be converted to earning. It was always about free, grace, gratis, what God would do. But soon as power leaves the church, we start earning our rights. Earning your rights is like going back to minimum wage. And I know minimum wage in Arkansas is pretty good. I heard that it was going up. But I want you to know what you receive by grace What you receive by the finished work of the cross. What you receive by what Christ has done for you is a higher scale of living when you receive it by gratis. It's a gift given unto you. This is what happened right here to Joseph. In fact, I was reading Forbes magazine. And Forbes magazine was listing all the billionaires in America. And the amazing, th- the amazing thing about it, there were three top ten billionaires in the top ten, which were brothers and sisters. Now you had Bill Gates in there. You had the man from Cisco, you know, Cisco Systems. And um, you had the man from... Amazon, and you got the beef man, you know, uh, Buff, Buffett, you got Buffett in there, you know, all these billionaires. But the amazing thing, we got three brothers and sisters. Now, everybody else is telling everybody how they earned their billions. But when it came to these three brothers and sisters, it's, it didn't say they earned it, it said it was given unto them. Now, 
I would actually say, the, if you're going to get a billion dollars, it would be sweeter today if it was given unto you. Wouldn't that be sweet if, it, if somebody gave it unto you? And we know that as Sam Walton's children. He, he gave them enough money to make them billionaires. This is what God did for you in Christ. Many people find themselves in Forbes magazine bragging on what they have done. How they've earned it. But now we see these three people. When you put these three people together, it made this one statement. If Sam was listed alive, he would be the number one person because he, had, he left more money for his children than the top billionaire in the world. I want you to know what Daddy did for us. What God did for us in Christ. Hallelujah. He left us an inheritance. Amen. He left us a will. And I'm here today to let you know i got good news for you. Praise God. You're in the will. Amen. Most time people say, you know, what would you do to get out of the will of God? I didn't do anything. I can't get out of this will, praise God, because somebody's already died for me and I'm in the will. Amen. The last will and testament of my Lord Jesus Christ. And I've called you here today in El Dorado. Touch your neighbor and say, he's speaking to you right now. I called you here today to let you know that you're in the will. Woo, glory. And we're going to, we're reading the will. We're having a reading of the will today. Because I had a relative and we were over here buying some chickadilly chicken one day over in, in, um, Magnolia. Best chicken around. Beats that. You know, three three herbs, thirteen spices and herbs, whatever the other one was. You know, I like him too. But you know, you once you had chickadilly, you know, once you get once you go chickadilly, you can't go you can't go back. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? So we pulled up there to get that family special, and I was driving. And this relative of mine, Pastor, said one thing to me. He touched me on the shoulder and he said, Hey, I want you to know you're in my will. I'm sitting there. This is a good day. This is not a bad day. I don't know if anybody's ever heard those words and stayed depressed at the same time. I said, This is a good day. I'm in his will. This is my uncle. I'm in his will. So I pulled out my billfold. I mean, I'm not going to let him buy the chicken that day. You know what I'm talking about? I get real generous. I bought the chicken. I'm still stunned. I'm driving out, headed back to his house, and I'm thinking, who's the smartest man in this truck? I said, it's him. He just got me to buy the chicken. I want you to know, brothers and sisters, you're in the will. You can't stay depressed when you know you're in the will. There's great provisions for you in the will. We're reading the will. And this is what happened right here. This coat represented 
Praise God that you're now an heir of God and a joint heir with Jesus Christ. And so we see right here that the Bible said right here in verse 5, And Joseph dreamed a dream, and he told it to his brethren. And he, and they hated him yet the more. Verse 8 says, And they hated him yet the more for his dream and for his words. Now turn over here also to verse 19. It wasn't very long that they tried a conspiracy against him. When they saw him, notice what they said about him. And I hope they say this about you. They said these words right here. Behold, this dreamer cometh. I hope your relatives say that about you. I know they say that about Pastor Cricket. Behold, the dreamer cometh. Because one sign that you have not conformed to this world, that you're being transformed by the renewing of your mind, is that you have not let your dream die, that you still have a dream. Now, there's two kinds of people on the planet right here. Those that have a dream and those that have given up on their dream. Those that have a dream living on the inside of them. And those that are suffering from a death of a dream. Those that have a dream. And those that have not yet found out that they can have a dream. Even if you've given up on your dream. One of the rules about dreaming is a dream knows no age. Because the mind does not know an age. The brain knows an age. In fact, there's two compartments living on the inside of you. Your memory, which tells you about your past, and your imagination that tells you about your future. I want you to know if you can dream it, you can have it. Amen? One of the miracles that Jesus performed, and He performed many miracles. The Bible said if all the miracles were written down, the Bible and the books could not hold all the miracles that were written down. you agree with that? You've seen that in the Word of God, where it said all the books would not contain them, because He healed the multitudes. But He was noted for one special miracle, healing more of one ailment or disease and that was blindness he was noted for healing the blind I was thinking about this I heard this preached from a friend and when he said it the Holy Spirit spoke to me and it said when you get your vision back you get your life back that many people suffer In life, because they have no vision. The Bible tells us in Proverbs 29, 18, where there is no vision, the people perish. One of the most important things that you can have in life is a personal vision. Your vision is connected to your imagination. You can imagine it. You have to imagine it. You have to engage your imagination. See, when God made man in Genesis 1, the Bible said in verse 26, He made him in the image and likeness of God. 
And then he said, let him, them, have dominion. What pastor was speaking about over the face of the earth. Let them go out and replenish this earth. Let them subdue this earth. Make this earth serve them. He didn't make them, you know, as servants. He made them as kings. That's Genesis 1. Genesis 2, 7, he said he formed man out of the dust of the ground. So apparently that first man that he formed in Genesis 2 was Adam. But in Genesis 1, that man was all men. Because he formed that man in the spirit. You see what I'm saying? He formed Genesis 1 man in the spirit realm. He, He saw that man in the spirit. Then Genesis 2 man became a physical, physical man. So when Adam fell, that was the Genesis 2 man. The Genesis 1 man is still living here on this earth and has been endowed with power. In fact, Zig Ziglar said it this way, you've been engineered for greatness. I love Zig Ziglar. He had a story in the book called See You at the Top about Grandma's Biscuits. And Grandma could fix biscuits, but her biscuits came out flat one day. And they said, Grandma, why did your biscuits come out flat? She said, well, apparently they squatted to rise and got cooked in the squat. And then he said, this is what happens to most people in life. Something comes along and it cooks you in the squat. It freezes you in a condition, a memory condition of something that's happened to you in your life and you stay focused in your memory and you stop living out of your imagination. Whatever event has, that has defined you in your memory, the moment that it defined you, whether it was bad or good, it began to release certain chemicals into the, the brain. In fact, they say there's thousands of chemicals running through our brain to our body. But as long as we continue to look back at the painful memories, scientists tell us, that the brain continues to release those chemicals, even though it's 40 years past that, just like it did the moment when you were 12 years of age, when you had that damaging event in your life, that the brain still releases those chemicals because the brain and the mind does not know that you're now 65 years of age. Because a dream knows no age. It has no expiration date. It works in you at 9 or 90 regardless of your age. Many people are cooked in the squat by an event. But you can go to the other side. Once you're empowered by the genius seed of the Word of God, somebody comes along and tells you that a dream still is possible. All things are possible to him or them that dreameth. 
that thou canst believe. And that you're made in the image and likeness of God. The word image alone is a related word in the Hebrew to the word imagination. That you were created after God to live out of your imagination. It wasn't very long that man needed a companion. So he put Adam to sleep, took from his side a rib, brought that thing, brought that thing to man. When Adam, now he'd been naming the animals. You understand? He he never seen anything like Eve before. I mean, man came from the dirt. Woman came from the side. Not a spare rib, but a prime rib. How many still with me? When Adam saw Eve, he said, It's a man's world. It's a man's world. But it would be nothing, nothing, nothing without a woman or a girl. How many knows what I'm talking about? When he saw that woman. When he saw her. I mean, he saw something that he'd never seen before. But the enemy got in because they were carriers of the dream that God had. To cover the whole earth with the glory of God. And the enemy's always out to steal your dream. But we're going to say this. Not today, devil. I said the enemy's out to steal your dream. Not today, devil. I said the enemy's out to steal your dream. Not today, devil. The enemy's out to steal your dream. Not today, devil. How does he come? He comes in the arena of the mind. He begins to get you to doubt yourself. That's why this is my last point. If you're going to rule and reign through the power of a dream, you've got to spend time working on yourself because your self-worth is connected and it's greater than your net worth. Who you are as a person You've been fearfully and wonderfully made in the image and likeness of God. So in order for you to function in this fallen world and to reign in this fallen world, you will have to have what we call self-directed love. Self-directed love. You've got to love who you are in your skin. You cannot be your worst own enemy. You've got to begin to speak positive. We never see Jesus speaking negative over Himself. Amen? He said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. He always had a powerful I am statement. So you've got to retrain your mind. If you retrain your mind, you will tap into your imagination. And in fact, you will tap in to greatness that lives on the inside of you. Grace will take you to greatness. 
In fact, this is what happened to Abraham. God took a man that was an idol worshiper, took him outside in his 70s and said, look up into the sky. He said, you see the stars? That was his vision board. The stars, the sky was Abraham's vision board. Because you need to have a vision board. You need to begin to get a vision of everything you want to accomplish in life because you only have one run at this life. So you might as well make it the best run possible. I mean, I'm so excited right here. We have a lady that's been on this planet 96 years. I figured it up. The average person lives about 70, which was 25 thousand days but here we have Gwen she's already lived 35,000 days on this earth and a day is just like this and I asked her not long ago has this gone fast she said fast because life does not slow down for anybody There's something about being here on this planet we want to stay on this planet as long as we can As the old preacher was saying, he was preaching about heaven. Who wants to go to heaven? Who wants to go to heaven? Everybody raised their hand but this one man. He said, well, I thought you were trying to get a load today. (laughs) Then he began to describe heaven again, Pastor. And he said, in heaven there will be no marriage or giving of marriage. And he said, I'm ready to go. (laughs) That's bad. But you got to have what we call self-directed love. And you got to stay in connections of people that will help feed the gift on the inside of you. If you want your dream to live, don't speak against yourself. Because greatness does not happen when people self-sabotage themselves. Begin to say, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Begin to say, the greater one lives on the inside of me. See, history is not only being read, write this down, but it's being written by those that have the power of a dream. Rita Davenport said this way, It costs you nothing to dream, but everything if you don't. When you dream, you're acting like your father, you're acting like God. Hey, I want to appreciate the time that you've given me today to share the Word with you.